Listen up, all marketing school fam. I know you have so many ideas in the head of yours, yet struggling to find the time and accountability you need to make marketing work smarter for you. Which is why I want to remind you of our All Access Pass and All Marketing School course library. Think of it as your treasure trove. Pack with our self-paced masterclasses and workshops, tactics and templates, specifically created for marketers like you who aim to channel their superpowers for good. But hey, what's even more exciting is that you're not just getting courses, you're stepping into a whole new world. It's a place where you're surrounded by your passionate community of marketing rebels, which are kind of like your cheerleading squad. Let's be honest, marketing can be a complex puzzle, but we're here to eliminate the guesswork. We're offering you tried and tested tactics to sharpen your strategy. Depending on the plan you choose, you can look forward to full access to our self-paced courses, project submission and feedback opportunities, our expert workshop library, as well as monthly upskilling series and weekly tactics that will really help you stay updated and get accountability when it comes to actually making some progress in your work. We also have monthly office hours, workshops, expert panels, and sprints. So you will be able to access our whole template vault with ready-to-use Notion, Canva, and Google templates, making your life easier. Oh, and did I mention our swipe files and the community matchups? Oh, and the quarterly live deep dives, which are actually valued at £247, but they're included for you and your membership. Well, all this knowledge, community, and more is just a click away. If you want to join us, simply head to amschool.click slash library. That's amschool.click slash library. On with our episode. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are currently bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly. Empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. We like to ramble. Ramble, not rumble. Actually, I like both of them. You know what? We can do both, you know. We can, ra- we can ramble and we can rumble, especially because we're the lovely people. Hello, everyone listening on, <clears throat> in on a Monday morning. That's a good time to rumble, I think, and not just ramble. But aside from how they are doing, I hope you're all doing incredibly well that you're listening. How are you doing, Becca, that you're going to be talking? I, I am good. Thank you. Yeah, there's been a few really exciting things happen. We are. I, I know that we're both really chuffed that they have happened. Being so cryptic, you know. But yeah, I'm really good. How are you? I'm I'm good. Sorry, the thinking. I am I'm navigating a lot of emotions this week, which is fine. But a lot, a lot happening this week. <laughs> a lot happening. Yeah, no, especially next week at the time of recording. By the time you're listening, the book will be out tomorrow. So it's it's crazy. And that has definitely been taking up a lot of my energies and a lot of a lot of like kind of focus for me. But also I, I was talking actually, I wrote something last week. I really don't like the answer I'm fine. It's polite, it's great. But there's so many nuances of how we're feeling on any given day. So that's why I'm trying to be honest and be like, I am, you know, I'm good. Or I, it's, just, it's just been like a lot of things going up because I, I like to be able to be honest with myself. But as you said, on top of that, though, I'm so excited that 
we were chatting right before we started recording and I was like, let's not mention this thing so that people can hear the excitement of being able to caption your stories on Instagram. Thank Finally. You. <laughs> <laughs> Literally sigh of relief. Because I think that captioning stories on Instagram was one of the things that really prevented me, I was telling you actually, from doing more talking on stories, because I don't mind doing that. It's not like um, a confidence problem. I just thought I like to give people a bit of a snippet or just tell them more what I'm saying. But it takes time. It does. It takes so long. And actually, you transcribe a lot of stuff because you suggested a new tool for me for transcriptions, which now I'm using for different types of videos. So it does work bead.io i'm just gonna mention it because it's back a suggestion but yeah, i wanted to ask you as well how did you find it because for me again even just from um from a story's perspective it was great but i think there can be so many ramification within that where people can actually use it for other things as well yeah i think so before it it was quite a big barrier for people and brands because they were like well you know essentially we don't have time to do that and i was like no i completely understand like it it you know, it didn't take the longest time, but it was something that you'd have to go in and do manually and it would open the door for typos, mistakes, or, you know, sometimes you would type them up and then for some reason, Instagram would glitch and it wouldn't actually like save when you published it. All these little problems that would sometimes happen. So I think now it's super easy just stick it on. And, oh, it's just so fun. And like, I can't believe I just said it's fun, but it is, you know, and it's another way, as you said, it's just opening the doors for people who before might have thought, oh, well, I don't want to say like, you know, a couple of minutes of, uh, you know, whatever they're talking about, and then have to go back and edit it and da da da. I just need it to like get out there. And I think this is going to be a really good way, especially for brands as well. You know, I'm always saying to them, accessibility is so important. And I think it's one of the first things that people overlook or think, oh, okay, well, we'll deal with that later, you know, or mm, we just need to get this out. And it's like, mm, you can't really have that attitude anymore. So I think I'm really grateful that Instagram have made this happen finally. And it's super easy to use. And it's just going to be so good, I think, for everyone, users, brands, like, oh, it's just good. It's great. I'm happy. <laughs> See, today's a good day. But you know what? And I love that you mentioned that because um, let's be honest. I mean, Instagram looks at everyone and then copies a lot of the features. I'm not going to lie. But also a lot of other platforms look at Instagram, you know, in return. And I think obviously TikTok did um, the auto-caption in a couple of weeks, which is probably one of the reasons why Instagram purviewed this as an option. But um, for example, obviously they're talking about Facebook stories as well, which is great. Again, we talked about it before. Facebook stories, meh, but still great. But I'm thinking, you know, for example, um, LinkedIn videos as well. You know, obviously you can still upload your captions, but I don't know. I think the more that these captioning features are implemented within the platforms, just the easier it can get. Because I think, as you said, it's so important. And it's just literally, even when I do it for the podcast, and I was having an idea, I do the reels for the podcast. And now I could literally... One, a little, I think my, my trick would be either you can use them. I think they're going to implement it even better for Reels. For now, you can still kind of work around there, but for soon, it's going to come properly for Reels as well. So it means that, you know, when I'm doing these now, I'm still doing it with vid.io, which I think is great for other things as well. But I'm just thinking about, you know, whenever you're doing like a landscape video, maybe you can kind of like work around that. It's not probably the easiest thing to do in some ways right now, 
but there are ways that I think you can kind of like adjust that to actually save you a lot of time. And that's going to be such a big thing because right now when you do it manually is an extra, like, you know, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, like for each and every single video. It is, isn't it? And it's like, oh, that's not that long. But if you're posting a few, it's suddenly a mammoth task that just can just stop you doing it in the first place because you're like, well, I know I should do that, but, you know, and then you just end up like it does become a massive barrier. But I am I think I completely agree with what you're saying as well about how the other platforms and other format types as well within Instagram. I think this is the start of, you know, we've seen it on TikTok, we've seen it on Instagram, hopefully now it will just be essentially the norm so if we have any more uh new formats i mean i can't think of any new format types that might come about but you never know we've had quite a lot in the last year it will just become like oh yeah there's this new thing now and yes you can caption it and it'll be easy to it won't be some complicated workaround that oh yeah you have to do this and like you know jump through 50 hoops to get there It'll just be standard from the beginning which i think is so important because at the end of the day you know when you're posting on social media you want your audience to be able to see it you don't want to be excluding anyone and so this is a great way to make sure that you know everyone can access your content at the end of the day and yeah and i agree with that i was thinking the way you were mentioning other features i was thinking about some bites which we talked about for facebook uh, last week obviously from from this one and the, the, the idea of like introducing audio formats in a roundabout way. And as I said, when I was seeing the, the test snapshots, you can actually see that they would have, some of them would have little transcription and you would go along almost like, um, I don't know if you remember them, or I'm going to show my age, the Disney kind of sing along little videos that you used to have. I don't know. I if do you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had the little boards going like, boop, 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 and you would kind of follow that and then sing. That's kind of how, how it looked like. And I was like, oh, that's cute. So again, it could also potentially have some, some segues into the audio side of things, which I think would be interesting because obviously it's kind of funny. You think people would just listen, but from a second language person, having done, uh, my degree was in languages, we did a lot of understanding on how dubbing works and how uh, other things of their ilk work. And what's fascinating around that is that being able to read and listen can be really helpful for some people because it actually helps to be more focused and implement better the information. So that could be interesting too. That leads me to another point. I'm going to ask you what you're excited about in a second, but I also wanted to say on this kind of note, I, for the first time yesterday, by mistake, managed to almost tune into a Twitter space. It was so cute because I was like, oh, there's something purple happening down there. And I was like, that's a Twitter space. Oh, my God. Did you? So did you click on it or did you did you not? I clicked on that. It took me a couple of steps to actually get to listen. So in the end, I gave up. I'll be honest, it was really oh. late. It was late for me. Like, it was late. I wouldn't probably able to even, like, listen as in kind of pay attention to it. But um, I was like, oh, click. And I said, these are the people. Do you want to join? And I was like, oh, you're cute. And so, yeah, that was my first ever Twitter space experience. <gasps> Oh, I'm so excited for you. I, yeah, because it's so now it should, I think it's everyone over 600 followers, is it? That has got access to also host one, but anyone can tune in. And I, surprisingly, I have seen a few throughout the week, you know, in the little purple circle, but not as many as I thought. I, I thought it would kind of be like Twitter announcing, yep, yeah, now, you know, more people have got it. And then it would just be like, Guys, we're doing a Twitter space, Twitter space, Twitter space. It'll be everywhere. And I'm like, well, I haven't seen that yet. But 
I'm super excited that it is now available and I think, oh, what was it I saw the other day? I can't remember what Twitter said, which is, uh, you know, super helpful, but they're going to focus on rolling out. Uh, now it's out. Keep improving it quite regularly, which I was excited about as well. But, oh, I, well, how do you think this is going to affect people who are like still loving Clubhouse or not? Like, what do you think? It's actually really interesting because when, when you were talking, I was actually thinking about what you just said there. And I also, to be honest, I wasn't expecting everybody to go and start a Twitter space. So I actually thought, mm, because of Clubhouse and what happened with it, the excitement and then the over, slight overwhelm, you know, and then that kind of like surge, it's like if you were completely new, maybe people would have dabbed into it because nobody has had any kind of audio spaces. But because of Clubhouse and I think people, even just from a, let's be honest, from, from a business perspective, it's, it's still understanding how to fit that in. I think it's probably going to be something that potentially that will, what's I'm interested to see whether people then move from Clubhouse to Twitter Spaces, which we talked about in the past, and if that's going to be the process of it. But I do think it's going it's not going to be necessarily everyone and their mom is going to now have a Twitter Space every other hour, if you know what I mean. I think in a way because it's part of the Twitter universe, it's not just like Clubhouse. That's the only thing you do is tune into chats. It might be a bit more organic and holistic instead of like punchy. But just to tell you one more thing, and then obviously I want to see what you think. But I wrote a couple of pieces on Clubhouse recently for Medium, which is what I write a lot on. And it's really interesting because I saw that for some reason there was a massive uptake, which, you know, they kind of want to be quiet. But now they became my top most best performing and earning posts again this month. And I was like, new rolling out because of there's a new very beta 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 android version of it so i'm not sure if that's the case i'm not sure if maybe like the us is still quite strong on it i think from a european perspective and definitely a uk perspective like from the rest of europe i haven't seen a much uptake in the uk i've seen a bigger uptake but i've also seen it then kind of like plateauing a lot so i'm kind of wondering when that's gonna sit if you know what i mean yeah, I completely agree with you. And I've seen a lot of people now, okay, their Android version is out. I think a couple of people are like, oh, finally, I, you know, five months later, I can have a go. But in that time, people who were excited about using audio social media and who jumped on Clubhouse, I think realized quite quickly that, okay, you know, people's lifestyles are changing and it is becoming harder to fit in the time to like tune in and especially be like an active participant. But also I think I saw a couple of people and I really like respected this actually. And they were like, as fun as Clubhouse is, and I do think, you know, we'll see. And I was going to ask you actually as well about the, the steps you have to take to actually join the Twitter space and like how that made you feel. But I think Clubhouse has got a great interface, but they were saying, you know, we're excluding so much of our potential audience here because they're on Android. Obviously that's not an issue now, but so they made the decision to swap to Twitter spaces early because they were like, okay, sure not everyone can host one yet, but at, at least it means if people want to tune in, they can. And I was like, yeah, no, that's, that's a good point, you know? And I appreciate from like a development perspective, Clubhouse wanted to just get it out there and then figure out, you know, what platforms and what have you. But 
it's like actually yeah has that kind of been or is that going to have a long-term negative impact to how people sort of perceive it even the invite only thing like i'm not are they still doing that do you still have to have an invite to join the platform i'm not sure so i think so but yeah it is how did you find um so when you nearly joined the twitter space did you like the fact that it showed you who was in there before you committed to joining I think it was kind of cute because it again it almost mimicked a bit definitely not casually or coincidentally it mimicked a bit the clubhouse experience in a way so it was kind of like this is the room obviously it doesn't show you everyone but it usually shows your connections in the room and then it's kind of you want to join so I didn't find it aggressive in a way it's kind of nice because you don't want to click and then by mistake click on it and then join you're like ah things are happening around me so it's kind of like the next step to me I I liked it because it gave me a bit of a oi okay, you're going to come in here. You're right for that. Is that okay? You're not in the middle of doing something. Uh, so it wasn't, you know, it kind of made sense to me, but also again, I wasn't really thinking it too much, especially because it was such a small room as well. Um, or space, sorry, Twitter. Um, but no, I, I actually do, did enjoy that. I, I think it kind of helped me almost separating it from I'm scrolling on Twitter or I'm talking on Twitter to now I'm joining the space. I don't know if that makes sense. What about yourself when you were kind of like playing with it yourself? No, that's really good. Actually, I like the what you're saying there about like almost the user intent, like, okay, I'm gonna have to make the switch here from kind of potentially mindlessly scrolling to actually being tuned in listening. And if it is a small room as well, and they're like, Oh, you know, do you want to say something? It's like, Oh, do I, you know, I need to make sure I know what they're talking about, or I've been listening at least. So I, I do appreciate that. I also think it's interesting, though, because Clubhouse, you know, when you're listening, you could leave, like, as in, you could leave the app while still listening and go do other things on your phone. I wonder if, you know, like Twitter chats, okay, with the hashtag and da da da, and everyone's. I wonder if they'll become some hybrid where both are happening at once, both in text form and audio form. I like. I would like to see if that becomes a thing, if that works, if that's too much going on at once. But I think that could be quite a nice way of being involved in a Twitter space and keeping your active like Twitter feed as well. Because that was one thing, once they're gone, like once they've happened, that's it. You can't see what it was about or anything. So I think maybe that would be a nice way of, you know, making the most out of if you're doing a Twitter space, talk about it at the same time. So there's there's evidence it happened, you know, and what, what did you talk about? Like tweet about it at the same time. I think that that would be the most efficient way to do it. Obviously, it doesn't mean that people will do it that way. But to me, like I, I love what you mentioned there because it just makes sense. Is that almost like guiding people and also people that might not be joining at the beginning, they maybe kind of catch up a bit on a couple of things that we mentioned. And if they join halfway, they feel at least they know what's going on. So it, I do see that making a lot more sense because it's a bit different in that respect. It kind of flips, flips the script a touch. Um, so yeah, I think it's the beginning, but as I said, I personally don't see it booming like from like everybody doing it tomorrow, but I can see that then can actually become a sustainable way to engage in like something fun on Twitter and getting more of that networking a bit more positive. The only thing that's going to be interesting on Twitter is the, how can I say this politely, the more aggressive nature of some of the users on Twitter so it's kind of like seeing if that could backfire in that respect. Because obviously, that's been one of the big issues with Clubhouse. 
you know, being able to moderate that. I also think that it wouldn't happen such a big scale, but that will be my only reservation when it comes to it. No, I, I get what you're saying there as well. I think it's going to be interesting to see how people market their Twitter spaces and how they get people involved and what they, I always felt as well, Clubhouse, when you scheduled a room, it was quite good because it gave you that little like, you know, small box to say, this is what we're going to cover. Or this is what you can expect from the room. And I feel like you, I hope people do the equivalent on Twitter because I think oh, this is complicated and I'm making it more complicated than I mean, but like people on Twitter, you know, you've already got your established audience there, your network, blah, 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 potentially quite a big audience. So I hope that people don't just hop on there just for the sake of it, because they know like, oh, I, well, I'll be able to say I had, you know, over a hundred people join my Twitter space. Like it was great. It's like, no, 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 it's not about that. It's about making sure that if you're going to do one, it's still actually valuable for those people who decide to join. Because yeah, it's like, I don't want to sit there and listen to people just like, I don't know, half of it's nice hearing like a very organic conversation. And then half of it's like, well, I'm kind of giving up my time. So please like, you know, share value, please. <laughs> No, I agree. And I think that's that's going to be one of the big things going forward. I'm, I'm excited just to see how that pans out. Again, in a way that we're also looking at now things, you know, kind of coming into summer, a different summer, don't get me wrong, but still coming into summer. So I'm interested to see in how that evolves also from our perspective. We'd let people now, obviously the brand's now trying to fit into a conversation that is almost the older conversation. You know what I mean? Like the, the pre-conversation and seeing how that works also with everything that is going on and the ways that the platforms are growing. I'm going to ask you, actually, is there any other bit of exciting news that really caught you, right? Oh, she did that with her face. So there's something There was one more thing, which was also Twitter related, and it was them launching their tip jar. I saw it last night in action. Oh, gosh, I can't remember whose profile, but I refreshed it, and then the little icon came up, and I was like... Ooh, this is exciting and I just thought it was good because we've talked a lot about like the creator economy over the last few weeks and I really like how well so not everyone has it yet and I don't think everyone will have it for a while and there probably will be some criteria in the same way that there is with Twitter spaces like who can kind of get access to it but I was like actually this is really nice because it's taking like multiple steps out of a potential like user journey to kind of um, compensate somebody for the work that they're doing. So I thought that was good. And the person that I saw had it enabled, I really can't remember who it was, which is really bad, but it just, it worked really well. Like it, it looked nice on the profile. It's this nice little button and I clicked on it. I didn't, I didn't actually follow through, but I was like, oh, this is super easy. Like, this is great. You know, this should have been a thing for longer, but have you seen it or what do you think? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. To be honest, I think between the two of us, you spend a lot more time on Twitter than I do with that respect. I'm a bit more proactive. I'm less proactive in a way, you know what I mean? I'm a bit more like reactive. Um, but, you know, it's really interesting though, because I was thinking like, it's kind of almost the super followers itself. I'm not so sure about I will be honest. I love the idea and I love if it could work, but there's so many ways now that creators can ask for support i'm kind of wondering so the tip jar which is similar to tipping people on uh, on clubhouse which is another thing you can do right yeah so that's 
that to me makes a touch more sense because it's kind of like you know if you show up constantly consistently then you know the tip kind of almost to me I don't know it feels not natural necessarily but a bit of a nice progression to it so it's definitely going to be interesting and it's kind of interesting that on another side note the last thing I wanted to mention which is kind of soft related um, Snapchat itself obviously didn't do any of this but is testing its own creator marketplace so obviously this is from a brand perspective but we talked last week about Facebook a uh, better Facebook brand and influencer marketplace and now this is also happening with Snapchat and it's interesting because this last week's episode of the actual podcast is with Gordon Glenister talking about influencer marketing so I can definitely see like the creator economy going both ways I think again platforms like Twitter make sense that they go creator first because let's be honest, brand partnerships can work, but it's not the main sole kind of idea. And then you see, again, platforms like Snapchat or even TikTok instead thinking on still a bit more on the side of, you know, that brand collaboration and Snapchat literally being a bit late to the game, but being also introducing that and testing that. I find it really interesting because I think it's showing that each platform is trying to find their way with it and kind of how, which way it's going to go and obviously how that's going to develop. And it does mean that it's kind of interesting to see how people then are going to fit within that conversation from a brand perspective, from a personal brand, from a leadership perspective, because now we, you know, we know that we don't have to put all our eggs in one basket. Does that make sense? I don't know what you think about that. Obviously, this is a bit of a side, but it goes back to that creator economy kind of conversation. Yeah, I think that's a really good point you raised there as well about how each platform are trying to find their own way around it and kind of, I guess you almost have to pick a side. So I think Twitter have definitely gone creative first, want to help them like directly, basically. And I think as well, when you think about how people use Twitter, I can't think of any campaigns really where I've seen somebody doing like sponsored tweets or anything like that. It's just not, that's, that's not how it works. We don't do that. But whereas Instagram, um, TikTok, Snapchat, all of them are much more, um, you know, you want from a brand's perspective to be able to find the creators that are going to like align with you and that have the right audience have the right like you know tone of voice all of that stuff and so i can see why they're going down that other route i i would love to know actually like how influencers feel as well like when they're thinking about how to plan their own kind of strategy and what they like what their goals are do they want to work with more brands i mean usually the answer is yes but how you know it even comes down to how the platforms themselves make it work do they make it an easy process or is it complicated is it confusing how much kind of control does the influencer have and how much control does the the brand have you know within that thing within the within the thing within the process is what i mean but yeah i think it's really interesting to see how they're all taking their own approach and like what that will mean for the kind of influencer landscape over the next few months because I think it's I think it's getting better for everyone it's just how like almost what's going to be better and then who's everyone going to copy true True, that's actually a very good point I think I I'm wondering whether we're going to see people like influencers splitting from becoming their own brand which is obviously what a lot of influencers have been doing for the past year or so and creating their own products or creating their own way to be monetizing things on their own and the brand partnerships like how much it was probably 70 30 now it's going to be a 50 50 where is that going to sit because it is an element of diversification in itself so I think a lot of influencers 
also being on the other side of it and having worked with influencers for, for eight years, they're going to be wanting to choose both, you know, obviously kind of like refine their expertise. And that obviously means you can do your own things, but then also kind of creating the partnerships and sponsorships, because let's be honest, is more lucrative with less work almost in a way, you know, like a five pound tip can go so far. And that's the problem, like volume and quantity. That's literally business strategy there and then. So it's understanding how to find that balance. But yeah, I think it's going to be exciting to see how that develops too. Becca, thank you so much once again. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Guys, if you want to check out and just see like the, the lowdown, you can go to altmarketingschool.com slash join and you can find the link for all the latest and greatest, including some of the news we talked about today. I'm also working on having another link that looks more like latest post, which is a bit more user-friendly. So I will update you if uh, there's another way to actually look at that and have a bit of a look at what, what we're talking about. And then also, if you want to ask us any question, you can check Alt Marketing School on Instagram or Alt Mark School on Twitter, obviously, to find out more and, and obviously share your thoughts. I am Fab Giovanetti on social. And Becca, where can people find out you again? I am at Becca Social on all of the platforms. We'll see you again next week. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Old Marketing School. Until next time.